Hello everybody and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am so excited because today's guest is just the highest vibrational energy woman that I have ever met. I love her to bits and she is someone that I have connected through a mastermind that we both started working in together. So I'm extremely excited to introduce to all of you, Ashley A. Bramson, who is a mentor for dynamic leaders. And she specifically supports female leaders that are stuck in a dark place or suffering from burnout. So Ash, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited, Emily, that we're finally on here together. Such an honor to be on your podcast. And I love you to pieces. It's such an honor to have you on my podcast. So what I'm going to get you to do is introduce yourself to everyone because I think you'll introduce yourself best. So take it away. So my name again is Ashley Abramson. I am a mentor for dynamic leaders. Specifically, I work with female leaders who are stuck in a dark place. It could be divorce. It could be loss of a loved one, any sort of place they feel really stuck and they can't get out on their own or women who are suffering from burnout, because we know that we are taught in order to be a leader, you have to live in your masculine energy and that results in burnout. So that is what I do. I am also, when this airs, will be officially a published author. I wrote a chapter in a collective book called Lineage Speaks. If you haven't purchased it, go purchase it on Amazon. It's all about women carrying the torch for future generations and changing your lineage. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I love that. I honestly, I'm so excited to dive into the conversation today around like burnout, hustle culture, all of that, because the two of us are just so aligned with our beliefs on this topic. And I know that you have so much value to share with everyone. But before we do dive into that, can you sort of elaborate further on what it means to be a dynamic leader, just in case anyone's sitting here listening and wondering, well, what is a dynamic leader? Yes. Well, before I say that, I forgot to say I have my own podcast called the Unicorn Effect Podcast. (laughs) Sometimes forget to share that. It's little snippets under five minutes that'll just get you thinking and get you really reflecting on where your life is. So a dynamic leader is a leader that leads from the back a leader that supports the people they're leading to live in their zone of genius, to have their own personal growth, to become the leaders that they can also be. That is what a dynamic leader is. They care about the people they lead and really foster that beautiful environment for growth. I absolutely love that. And when you're talking about zone of genius, do you want to explain a little bit more about what this is specifically? Yeah. So zone of genius, AKA your purpose is the area in which that you have great skills in, but not only do you have great skills in it, your soul lights up. You feel passionate when you are doing it because there's lots of things that we're good at, Emily, right? That we don't necessarily enjoy doing. But your zone of genius is when the two mesh together where you have the skills, 
but you also absolutely love to partake in that task, whatever it may be. I love this. And what really brought you into this space of wanting to work with dynamic leaders on these specific things? So it was a couple different things. I started out my journey as a coach for women after divorce. I went through a really awful divorce myself. And I had my entire infrastructure for happiness was ripped out from under me because all of my happiness was external. It was things. It was status. It was the way I looked to others. And when all of that was taken away, I was like, shit, like I have no happiness. It's gone. And I self-destructed and finally started to find my way when I got my first mentor and started on my own personal development and growth journey back to my authentic self. And I was like, I never want another woman to feel this alone. And so I started coaching women who were out of divorce to regain their confidence, joy, and independence in life again. And it was an organic shift. I Part of the mastermind had some really big impact on other entrepreneurs and CEOs and was like, man, I could work with them as well. And just really decided that if I can help walk with people on their journey who are in the place of being a leader and get them to the place of being a dynamic leader, then they're going to create environments that foster growth in their employees and their employees are going to be happier and they're going to go home and they're going to raise children that are more in alignment with their purpose and, you know, have families and spouses. And one person turns into 7 billion people very quickly. So that's kind of how I kind of stumbled into it, I guess. Mm, I love that you touched on that one person turns into like 7 billion people because that is the ripple effect that self-work can really, really have. Like when you start to work on yourself, then everyone around you is then impacted and benefited in such a positive and beautiful way by that. And then the chain continues to go on and on and on and on. And so I think it's so awesome that you are working with leaders in particular, because again, these people are a massive wave in that ripple effect. So you did mention when you were sharing a bit about your journey and your experience that there was a time where you were just feeling so extremely alone and you decided that you never want anyone else to feel that way as well. In that moment, how did you really push yourself through that? Because if there's anyone listening today who can sort of connect with that in some way, you know, what would you want to share with them or what guidance would you want to give them so that they could move out of that place that you were once in? I would say find a coach or a mentor. I firmly believe that if I couldn't have pulled myself out of that on my own because I didn't have the skills yet. If I would have had the skills I have today, you know, Emily, I recently went through a dark night of the soul and it was hard. It was hard as fuck, but I had a different level of skills and it was awful. I didn't like it, but I survived it. I didn't turn to, you know, drinking or anything like I did after my divorce when I didn't have any skills. So I would highly recommend you go find yourself a mentor or a coach or a support group of any type and make sure it's a positive support group because there's a lot of support groups out there that are just more a bitch fest, Mm -hmm. right? And that's not helpful at all. And also I would recommend if you have friends in your life that you're still communicating with that when you call them and you talk about how dark you are, if they contribute to the darkness, meaning, you know, antagonize you to even get darker, stop talking to them Mm. because you don't owe them anything and you owe yourself the ability to start to heal. Yeah. 
And I absolutely love those points that you touched on because the fact that you went and got a mentor, got a coach to teach you the skills and the systems to sort of put in place so that when you go through challenges again, you know how to move through them in a very empowering and growth-focused way. That's really the greatest thing that you could do for yourself. Because when you are stuck in that place of suffering and all you know is those toxic coping methods, then you just get stuck in this repetitive Mm -hmm. pattern and cycle of just continual suffering. Whereas when you can finally break that cycle and step away and go, no, I actually need to find a better way of coping. You develop that consciousness and that awareness of, okay, what I'm doing isn't serving me to my greatest potential. You're then able to go through a challenge. And instead of being stuck in that continuous cycle, you actually evolve, you come out of it transformed. And when you mentioned before that you recently went through some real challenges and struggles. And you said that you survived it. I mean, you more than survived it. You evolved and transformed coming out of that, right? Like surviving would simply be getting through it, but you got through it and you learned so much from that experience. And that's what's going to transform your coaching practice and how you're able to serve your clients, like moving into 2022. So props to you for that, Ash. (laughs) 100%. And I had you there to help me through it. But yeah, the thing too with that, Emily, is I didn't go find the coach or mentor. And that's why I'm recommending someone does. It was forced on me through my job because I had hit such a low, such a rock bottom that I, you know, looking forward because I can't change the past. Like I would totally find a coach before I got to that spot before, but I didn't know they existed. Like I didn't know that was an option. And I tried therapy. Therapy did not work at all for me, which you know, I honor therapy and therapy has a time and a place for everything or for what it may, but it's not the catch-all, right? It's not the catch-all be-all that can solve every life problem out there. So that's why I recommend to go find one because mine was forced upon me. And now I will always make sure I have a coach of some sort to continue my transformation, continue to learn new skills to get through these times. Because as we evolve, there's always going to be tough times. Like in all reality, it's not like you step into your authentic self and, ah, you know, the angels come down and, and it's this beautiful journey. Like, it's not like that. There's still really dark times, but the difference is you have the skills to get through it now and to transform, to use it as a platform for transformation instead of just simply survival. Yes, I love that. So with all this said then, why don't we start leaning into, you know, the main topic of today's episode. You mentioned earlier that you work with, you know, women who are suffering from burnout. And this is a topic that we both love to chat about. So why don't you kick it off by explaining to anyone what burnout is and how it is sort of caused? So, I mean, I think there's multiple ways to cause it. But essentially burnout is when like you no longer have joy going to work. It is a huge chore for you and you resent it and you, you know, don't have the energy to do anything else in your life because you're just chained to this job and you feel like you can never get away from it. And it's just this miserable feeling inside. It's soul sucking You probably watch TV all the time to just drown the pain or drink or something else because it is so freaking painful, not only mentally, but physically as well. That's my definition of burnout. And we see this like becoming more and more common for entrepreneurs and business owners 
and even people within the nine to five space, a corporate world to really experience in this day and age because of this term called the hustle culture. And everyone's like, you got to hustle, hustle, hustle. If you want to succeed, if you want to be rich, if you want to live this full life, But when people are leaning into the toxic side of the hustle culture, this is where that burnout really comes from. So can you explain a little bit about what the hustle culture is and how maybe you've experienced it yourself? Yeah. So I first want to, lots of people are like, well, it's good to hustle. Yeah, there is such thing as hustle. But when it turns to hustle culture, it becomes a way of life. So we may have a deadline we have to hit and we have to hustle for a couple of days, right? Do extra hours to get it done. Hustle culture is when you are constantly working. And when you are away from work, you can't stop thinking about work and you can't enjoy life because work has consumed it. And we have created this madness for hustle culture that it's celebrated and it's totally seen as like a hierarchy piece that if you are a part of hustle culture, you're amazing. You are awesome. Like you should be doing that. And in all reality, it is a deadly addiction. It's just as bad as alcoholism. It's just as bad as heroin addiction. I think it's over 400,000 people a year die from overworking because it causes strokes. It causes heart attacks. It causes so many other things when all you're doing is working. So to me, hustle culture is the greatest enemy there is out there, but it's the most glorified and celebrated addiction we have and accepted and actually cheered on. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes like you know, we can either experience burnout that comes from leaning too far into the hustle culture, or we can really develop the awareness about the direction that we're heading in and pull ourselves back before we get to that point of burnout. But from your personal experiences, have you ever experienced burnout yourself from leaning into the hustle culture? Or do you have any stories that you could share around your experience with this space? Yeah, definitely. So prior to my divorce, I worked for the government and my job didn't really have a lot of boundaries unless you set them yourself. And I would work 60 to 70 hours a week available any hour of the night for law enforcement to call me anything like that. And I got to the point where like, I dreaded my job. I hated it. And then my divorce occurred and I even checked out more and just realized looking back when I really started to do the growth. I was working all the time because I was still running from myself, Mm. right? I bought the cars, I bought the house, I had the family, but still when there was idle time, it was easier to make excuses and do work. I mean, I would be on work calls till 11 o'clock at night Mm. and it just, you know, and I can't blame my divorce on that, but I know that wasn't healthy for my family and my relationship. And in turn, when I lost everything, like I really had to look at like what was important to me. And I'm a firm, I remember when I started getting better and now my growth journey, like the girls at work, I'd be like, all right, let's go to lunch. And they're like, no, I have so much work to do. I'm like, no, like it will still be there when you come back. We have to go to lunch. Like that is why there is lunch breaks. And are you going to take a vacation? Oh, no, I can't. There's so much work to do. No, you need to use your PTO. There's a reason it is there. It is there for your own mental and physical health. 
And see, that really comes back to when you're sitting in a very limited mindset, a very scarcity-driven mindset where it's like, I am not allowed to rest. I am not allowed to pause. I am not allowed to take breaks or else I am never going to get the results or I'm never going to get everything done. And so it's really important to be able to make that switch and acknowledge, well, yeah, it's still going to be there when you do come back. Rest is productive. You are allowed to take time to yourselves. So what is your sort of, is there anything you want to chime in on when it comes to this mindset of, you know, no rest, no breaks, not allowed to stop, always have to be hustling? Yeah. So I think it goes into the feminine energy. Mm. So what I see happen was for so many years, men were the leaders of our world. They were the CEOs. They were, you know, the leaders in government and all of that. And then there was this shift where women were like, we can be leaders too, but they didn't have anyone to look up to any models or representation. So the best representation was a male. So women stepped into these leadership roles and thought the only way they could succeed is if they were just like the men, which is fully in their masculine energy of constantly doing, not listening to their body, not taking breaks, not listening to that gut feeling, which we know we have the answers within. So in turn, women were constantly or are constantly living in that masculine energy, which yes, we need that masculine energy. But when you are in an unhealthy balance and fully in the masculine and not at all in the feminine, which would be play and rest and intuition, you'll burn yourself right out. Like you cannot last that way. And women were given a stronger intuition for a reason. Women were given that nurturing inside of them for a reason, right? And to completely block that out And think the only way you can build a successful business or be a successful leader is to fully live in the masculine, I think is what has fucked us all up. And I think that's why we're in the great resignation right now. That's what they're saying. COVID gave people what forced people to rest. Mm -hmm. It forced people to look at themselves in the mirror and either they spiraled out of control even more, or they realized like, this is not what life is about. Mm-hmm. And people are dropping like flies, quitting their jobs. Literally, it is called the great resignation right now. Because people got their asses woke up to living in this rat race of I go to work Monday through Friday, I can't wait for the weekend. I dread Mondays. So I can't even enjoy Sundays. So literally you have one day a week, which is Saturday to maybe kind of unplug and then you're back at it. And my question to people who are stuck in hustle culture, or even if you don't know if you're stuck in hustle culture, my question is if you got a diagnosis today that you have one week to live, are you going to have any regrets? Hmm. Is there people that you have pushed away? Are there things that you love doing that you haven't done forever? If you answered that question, you would have regrets. It's time to evaluate your life and to see where the priorities are. And if you are actually taking action as if they are a priority, because I know, Emily, you go to a mom or whatever, and you see her working 80 hours a week. And then you ask her, what is your priority? Most likely her priority is her children. She will say my children but your children can give a shit less if you die in a week, if you leave them a million dollars. 
they're only going to remember the memories. My father committed suicide at 18 years old. I don't give a shit about anything he ever gave me. The only thing that matters to me today is the memories I have with him. And that's such a powerful question to sit with when you asked about like getting to the end of your life and, you know, what is it that you're really going to regret most? And everyone always says, I regret not spending my time where it really mattered most. Are you ready to shift your mindset, vision, habits and actions into total alignment with where you want to be in 2022? If you are an entrepreneur or wanting to become an entrepreneur who is ready to break away from the hustle culture and start building your business from a place of spiritual and physical alignment and flow, then I want to connect with you, okay? I am inviting you to come work with me in 2022 to expand your mindset and all your business to heights that you never imagined possible. If you feel drawn to exploring this next step in your journey with my guidance, then head to the link in this episode description to fill out my work with me form and see what possibilities for spiritual, physical, and material expansion are awaiting for you. And I guess then what I'm curious to know is, you know, you mentioned we're in this like great resignation right now. Everyone's leaving the nine to five, the corporate world and wanting to live a life of more flexibility and more so on their own terms. But what about for those people who actually do want to stay in their corporate roles because they do get fulfillment from it and they do love what they do. However, they want to start to break away from the hustle culture that is surrounding that space. How can someone start to create more balance in that step in that sense without having to resign from their job? Yeah, 100%. And that's why dynamic leaders are who I want to work with. Because in all reality, we need CEOs, we need businesses, and people won't leave if you have an environment that fosters their growth and supports them and sees them as a person instead of a number. So if you are currently in corporate America, working a nine to five, and you feel like you have gotten sucked into the hustle culture, I do inner child work. So what I would say is it's time to take a look at what you're running from. And most likely you're running from yourself Mm -hmm. and you are chasing someone else's dream. Meaning when you were a kid, did your parent tell you or someone around you make you think that the only way to be successful is to work, work, work? I mean, there's so many stories you're telling yourself and that would be the first step is to start unpacking those stories. Why do you feel like you need to work so much? Mm -hmm. And other times you might realize that's because you're unhappy with your marriage or you're unhappy with something else in your life. So it's easier to just stay at work all day instead of facing whatever that unhappiness is. I love that point that you bring up about really needing to redefine what success is to you because even like, you know, myself growing up, like I always viewed success as the number in your bank account or the size of the business that you own and all of that. But the more I've been doing the personal work on myself, I realize it's so much more. It's so much more than just the finances. It's so much more than just the career. It's also about the fulfillment and the freedom that you create for yourself. 
Because if you have, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars sitting in your bank account, but you have no time to actually truly be able to utilize that money for experiences, for, you know, opportunities for other people, then is that really success or is that actually failure? And for me, it needs to be a balance between the career, the finances and the fulfillment in order to feel like I'm truly successful. So I'd love to hear what your sort of like redefinition of success would be as well. Yeah. I mean, what you just shared is pretty much spot on to me. And I think it's so different for everyone because there was a study and I think, don't quote me on this. I think it's a tribe in Africa. They rated as some of the happiest people in the world and they have like literally nothing. They live like in the jungle with nothing. So I think it all just goes to what feels right in your soul. You know what, at the end of the day, if your life was to end, could you say, I lived the life of my dreams? Mm. And so that might be, you know, making a million dollars so that you can experience traveling the world or, you know, any of the above, or it could be just making enough to pay my bills, but to also be able to help others. Like so much is weighed in on money. And to me, money doesn't mean success at all. Like it's not even in my equation. Freedom is success. And we know in order to get freedom, you do need money. So money does need to be a part of it if you choose to live a certain lifestyle. But essentially, Emily, today I could sell all of my shit, pack it in a backpack, go be homeless and have essentially freedom from bills and things like that and not need as much money. So like I said, it it can be so many different things, but I agree with you. I think it's a dance, a dance between work and play and experiences. Mine is all about experience. So money to me is only a means to be able to experience more things and to give back more because, you know, I love to spread magic and that just fills my soul. Yes. I love that. Experience is such a powerful thing to want to achieve. And yeah, money does create experiences. However, you know, money isn't the thing alone that is going to bring you that fulfillment that you seek and all of that. So I love what you chimed on there. And I want to bring the conversation back to the topic of masculine and feminine energy, because you brought this up before. And I think it's such a powerful topic to expand on, especially when we're talking about the hustle culture and burning out. And I mean, Ash, you already know from my experiences with burnout and leaning into the hustle culture too much, like I was in a place once where I was so heavily in my mask that I was just in a constant push with my business, like constant grind, constant hustle. And, you know, my friendships felt the impact of that. My family felt the impact of that. And I physically felt the impact of it. In fact, it took me six months to finally regain my balance, regain my alignment and my energy back to be able to be working from a place that is more heavily in my femme now. But can you give us a little bit of insights into how to really create that balance between the femme and the mask? Because obviously we can't be completely in our feminine because we need that masculine energy to actually take action. So how would you suggest going about creating that balance? I think it's really just making sure that you're getting things done, right? Which is your masculine energy, but also realizing that rest and play should be just as important in your schedule as doing the dishes and making dinner, brushing your teeth even just as important. So it's making sure to schedule times for that. And when you're doing that, 
knowing that this is a task, a task that needs to be a part of your life. But I think also doing some research and reading more about what it looks like to be, you know, unhealthily in your masculine or, you know, not being fully in your feminine, things like that. And I see it more as like a dance, like you're not constantly fully in the 50-50. I see it as like sometimes maybe you're 70% in the masculine, 30 in the feminine, and you kind of go back and forth, but it's that balance and feeling that balance. So I'm a firm believer in play. Like I think every week you should at least have one inner child date with your inner child where you go play and it's just unstructured where you lose time, you lose everything that's going on around you and you're just fully in play like a child. It's super rejuvenating and healing and it brings back that sense of creativity, curiosity and wonder. I think that the way that you described that balance, saying that it's like a dance and that it's not a complete balance of 50-50, it was such a perfect point to touch on because it is so true. When we talk about balancing the feminine and the masculine energy, it doesn't mean 50-50. It means finding the balance that you need at that time to be able to work through whatever it is you need to work through. And something else that you brought up was inner child work. So why don't we have a bit of a chat around this? Can you start off by explaining what inner child work is in case anyone doesn't really understand it? Yeah. So inner child work is essentially we all have a little child living inside of us. That was us. And that child built up fears and walls to protect itself based on different interactions when you were small and you didn't have the ability to defend yourself. But as we grow up, we are forced to be in our adult self and to lock that inner child away because they're too playful and curious and wondrous. And that's not adult, I'm doing the quote sign, behavior according to society's constructs. But the problem is that child's still in there. That child is still hurting. And that child is more in control of you than you are, but you have no clue about it. So here's an example. Let's say when you were in second grade, the teacher told you she didn't like your red shirt. You don't remember this, right? But you have this really bad aversion to the color red. And you have this boyfriend now and you're 25 years old and you're madly in love with him. And then he starts wearing red all the time. And you start to really dislike him, but you don't know why because his behaviors are the same. It's because of the lens in your head from the narrative of the color red and what that impacted you. And now you are looking through that filter, but you don't know you're looking through that filter. So what inner child work is, is where we really dive deep through meditation and other exercises to start uncovering the stories that are actually ruling your life, but you have no fucking clue. And then once we figure out what the narratives are, we honor that inner child and we have dialogue with that inner child, letting them know that they're safe. And this no longer needs to be a fear because you are an adult now and you can be the parent that that child needed. So essentially, short of it is you are becoming the parent for your inner child that they needed and didn't have. And you could have been raised by great parents, right? Amazing parents. But one of our mentors, Emily, who's absolutely amazing, 
he always says he's doing the best he can with his children, but he knows he's fucking them up. Even though like he is the most amazing soul ever. It's just the reality of the matter that we don't know how we're going to react to things and we don't know how other people are going to react to things. So that's essentially why you as the adult can now be that parent. So your inner child can feel free to be safe, to be seen, to be heard, all of those things. So how can we really start taking steps to connect back with our inner child and gain awareness around where their trauma is that we can actually do the work to heal it and overcome it and no longer be limited by these experiences we had? So the first thing I would suggest is to really start listening to your body. That voice that tells you like, this doesn't feel right and you do it anyway, that's not honoring your inner child. And that's your inner child talking to you, telling you that I don't feel safe. So really listening to your body and journaling, journaling to your inner child, letting them know you're here and they're safe. Those would be some first steps I would recommend. Also, you can come check out my Instagram page. There's some free guided meditations, which are huge. It brings you back to an inner child that it all depends on what age inner child you need at that time. And you'd be surprised at what comes up in those meditations. It's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll link your Instagram into the episode description so that everyone can easily find that and find those guided meditations. And on the side of journaling, because we love journaling on this podcast, are there any- <laughs> it's our best friend. Is there any specific journal prompts that you'd be happy to share with everyone that maybe they can take as the first step to do alongside any meditating they might pursue? So I would first think back because we all have memories, right, of times in our childhood that were impactful to us in a bad way. Like you have those memories, period. So I would think of one of those memories and then I would write a letter to your inner child honoring them for getting through that and honoring them that they needed to develop a fear based on that, but then turn into their parent and write how you are there for them now and how you would have been there for them during whatever that situation was. That is very powerful to start that narrative with a memory that you have Mm. on the forefront. Now, what if someone is feeling resistance towards this whole process and they think it's a bit weird to be connecting and being the parent to their youngest self? How can we start to shift our mindset away from that resistance and to being more open to the experience? That's an interesting question, Emily. So I guess I would ask back, do you feel like you are honoring your whole self? Like, do you have even an inkling inside that there's a part of you that you're not listening to? And I bet the answer is yes. And I'm here to tell you that's your inner child. Mm. And you can think it's hokey, hippie, woo-woo, crazy, but weren't you a kid one day? I mean, if you weren't, like, I don't know, I want to chat with you because you must have came from a different world or something. But if you know you were a child one day and now you were an adult, how could that child not be in you? Don't you have those memories of that child? Mm. You were that child. I mean, just like sitting here today, I'm 38 years old, but inside of me is a 34 year old because I was her and a 32 year old because I was her. I was 32 year old, Ashley. Yeah. Just the same as your child. But 
also, if you're still skeptical at that point, I guess I would say if you're stuck, it's not going to kill you to try to write a letter to your inner child and just see what comes up. It would just be a challenge. See, what I love about you, Ash, is because you are probably the person that I know who embraces their inner child the most. (laughs) And I love that. And I mean, let's talk about like, you know, your let's say obsession, right? It's an obsession with unicorns, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Can you tell us a little bit about this and like where that comes from? Is this stemmed from the inner child work that you've done or like, where did this originate from? Because there's a lot that you've built out for yourself and your life and your vision that is centered around this that I want to chat about as well. Yeah. So interesting enough, I grew up as a tomboy. I was not into unicorns and rainbows and fairies and all that. I was into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles drawing and playing in the dirt. And all of my adult life, I wear neutral colors. I'm not a very colorful person at all. And when I really started to do the work and started to heal that inner child, I hired a spiritual mentor and some of my deepest wounds were caused by the men in my life. My father, my stepfather, my grandfather. And my mentor was male. And in turn, I was healing that inner child who did not believe men, did not trust men, and always pushed men away. And when I was with him the first time, I truly felt my authentic self and that I had stepped into her and felt free. I looked at him and said, I feel like a fucking magical unicorn. And The reason why that came up is because the unicorn we're told is this magical, mystical creature that we can never see. We can only dream of just like as we are growing up, we are told to lock away our authentic self because it doesn't fit the constructs of society. And you are meant to be what society and the people around you tell you to be. So what I'm here to say is that it's fucking bullshit and you are meant to be your most magical, authentic unicorn self. And I'm here to heal the inner children of the world and bring everybody back to their magical unicorn self. So it just kind of all played together because I use inner child work. The unicorn came up and it just went well. So that is the story behind the unicorn, which, you know, is taken off. We get, I get messages all the time of pictures of unicorns, but it's essentially a representation of how we're told to lock away our authentic self and the unicorn we're never supposed to see, but it's this magical being just like that authentic self inside of us is fucking magical. That is what the universe works with. Mm, I love it. In a world full of forces, become a unicorn. Make that transformation, right? Don't suppress yourself down. And obviously your podcast is called The Unicorn Effect. So what connection does this have to the podcast? So it's because the podcast is all about stepping into your authentic self, living a full fuck yes life, being a dynamic leader, leading from the back. So it's all those things that a unicorn is. And so essentially the unicorn effect is like a ripple effect, right? Like when you learn to step into your unicorn self, in turn, you're fostering other people to step into their unicorn self. So it's like the ripple effect, like the butterfly effect. It's the unicorn effect though. 
What I love about you is how you can take your vision and like just inspire so many people with it. I've heard it so many times, your, you know, your vision around magical unicorn land. Did I get the name right? Magic world. Magic world. I've heard your vision around that so much and it inspires me. But why don't you share it with our listeners? Because, you know, it's going to happen one day and we can have it documented here so that in however many years time we come back and we're like, damn, see, she did it. Yeah. So Magic World has really actually continued to transform. And you know, at our last kind of retreat thing, it's really taken off. But Magic World is my vision of fucking Disney for adults and for spiritual development and fully stepping into your most authentic self. And the way it came about is from Burning Man. So many people go to Burning Man to escape life to escape the things that they deal with 350 days of the year, other than the two weeks they're at the Burning Man. And what I realized in my own plant medicine ceremonies and my own spiritual journey is that so much of that can be integrated into your day-to-day and the actual integration piece was missing. So Magic World was originally this place to just live your full fuck yes, but then there is also a component of debriefing and then discussion about integration and how some of those things that occurred, you can take into your day-to-day life at home, but now it's morphed into like Disney on steroids for adults and a full place for you to go and really step into your spiritual growth and get there even quicker, right? It's a full immersion into just everything spiritual, everything personal development, all on this huge compound. So there will be areas to really do some inner child work and play and things like that. There will be breath work. There will be yoga. There will be meditation. There's so much Emily, I didn't know we were going to talk about magic world. You know how I feel about magic world. But yeah, it's essentially Disney for adults who are ready to live their most authentic life. And it's not meant for an escape. It is meant for a training ground to get the max. So then you can figure out small pieces to integrate in day to day so that you can just live a life of bliss and abundance and joy. I mean, that is success, Emily. If we're going to go back to that, success is living every fucking day filled with joy and gratitude, not happiness. I'm not talking about dopamine hits. I'm talking about constant serotonin and human connection. That is success. I love it. And see, this is why I wanted you to share it with everyone because it's so, such a powerful vision. And like the way that you speak about it is what convinces me that it is going to happen sooner or later. And it's so powerful that the purpose behind this is to really focus in on that integration aspect because I mean, I've even experienced it myself with the festivals that I've gone to in the past and it is an escape. It's such an escape. And then you dread having to come back home and you're just counting down the next you know, however many days it is until the next escape you can find. So by simply teaching people how to integrate those core things that are going to truly have them feeling fulfilled each and every single day of their life, like that is what's going to transform the quality of the life that everyone lives. And 
I think it's a powerful mission that you have there. And Ash, to start to wrap up this episode on this note of like power and empowerment, what is the final piece of empowering advice you'd love to leave our listeners with today? So essentially, I just want you to know you're worth it. You are worth being you. You are loved. You are seen and you are fucking valued as the person that you feel inside that you want to be. So go fucking be that person. And my favorite, 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 favorite quote is we're all just walking each other home by Ram Das. And I think that is so true. That is why we need to start loving one another and honoring where people are at and getting rid of the fucking judgment because we're all on this earth to get to somewhere together. And by judging one another and, you know, taking different sides, we're getting further from the Holy Grail. So that's kind of my last piece. Mike drop. She out. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. So Ash, obviously there's so much value, so much energy, so much passion that you've shared with everyone today. If anyone wants to continue following your journey or learning from you, where can they find you and how can they connect with that? Yes. So I am on all social media platforms. My Instagram is Ash underscore Abramson, A-B-R-A-M-S-O-N. I'm on Facebook, Ashley Abramson. My YouTube channel is Ashley Abramson. My website is coachwithashley.net. And yeah, you can DM me, send me an email, whatever. Send me a pigeon in the air. I'll maybe find it. Whatever you need. I would love to connect, even if you just want to have a deeper discussion, like this is my jam. I love talking all things hippie woo spiritual growth, magical unicorns. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. And I'll put all of those links into the episode description. So it's easy for people to access. Now you do have an incredible program that you have been working on tirelessly. Would you like to share any insights into that with everyone? Yes. So I have a six week fast track program. It's called the inner child project. It's six weeks. It's all about honoring and harnessing the power of your inner child. And it is like a shit ton of information packed into six weeks to really start to understand what inner child work is and to get yourself to a place to be able to step into that and to start dialoguing with your inner child and unpacking things. And then what do you do next? So that is my amazing six week program, which actually I will be turning it into a six month mastermind nearby when you will be hearing this podcast. So check that out. But the six weeks is great. If you're kind of just, what is this inner child stuff? Is it real? Is it not? It's just a really great six-week program. It's a group container. So there's other people in it where you can really chat about it. There's a Facebook community that goes with it as well. And an amazing workbook because like Ellie said, we love journaling. (laughs) I love it. We do love journaling. We more than love journaling. We are like... I mean, I hated journaling, Emily. Let, Let me mark my words but I realized how beneficial journaling is, which in turn, eventually I do love journaling now. 
Oh my God, since we're on the topic. So I had a first group coaching call with the new academy that I just launched. And one of the new clients I have that was in that group, we were all journaling and she comments in the Zoom chat box, my wrist is already sore from journaling. And then one of my older clients comments and is like, don't worry, you're going to strengthen those muscles in this academy. (laughs) That is so true. I mean, journaling is like, is where it's at. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> in saying all that, Ash, honestly, I've absolutely loved this episode. I don't even know how long we've been talking for because I haven't even been looking yeah, at the time. I just want to say thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing all of the incredible value that you've shared with us today. Keep on being you, keep on spreading your energy because just simply by hearing your voice, I am energized and inspired every single time. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Emily. Love you tons. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.